everybody, yesterday was the first daf of Meseches Be'ah, and we will do a review. Depends who you ask. You say tomato, I say tomato, that's how it goes. I say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> what? You have a question? No, no, no. Uh, is this Richard in? No, this is not Richard, this is Yehuda. Richard said he's not making it today. Okay. All right, so what did we learn about the incredible edible egg that was, that was laid on Yantif? So Beishame says, Es mein kind, eat it, not a problem, enjoy. And Beishel said, Nein, loymit an aleph, as they say, no thank you, no. No way, no eating that egg, sorry, at least not in Yantif. Another leniency of Beishamai when it comes to Pesach. Uh, leavening, that's a shir kazayis. Bread, chametz itself, is, only, is a shir kazayis. Meisel says, no, it's both a kazayis. Shechting, echai and oif, which requires kisri adam. Beishamai says, not a problem. Shecht, and you'll dig the dirt out and, and cover it. It's not a problem. We'll see what that means. And Beisel says, no, you cannot shecht unless you already have the uh, earth uh, prepared that from advance before yontif. Then and only then are you allowed to. Um, if well, actually, if bidiavet you shechted, so then everybody says that um, you should uh, cover it, and that's because the ashes of the oven is muhan. Which, what does that mean? Rashi says, that's an excellent question. Stay tuned, okay? But not telling you now. Some things you just need to, you know, let everybody know that. There's always something to find. We're not going to, right. We can't give everything away in the beginning. Okay. Save things for later. Keep anticipation up. Okay. Now, first thing in the Gemara is, um, what kind of chicken are we talking about? Are we talking about what? Uh, It's a tease. It's a tease, right. It's a teaser, exactly. Um, It's a hen, right? A hen. What type of hen are we... producing hen. So, well, which kind? That's the Gemara's first question. If we're talking about a hen that's meant for eating, that happens to lay an egg, so why would anybody say that that should be a problem to eat it's such shino, an egg? Shino, yeah. No, an egg's an egg. No, it was food before. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it was food before. It's food now. It's food that comes from food. What's the big difference? It's no different than taking a piece of meat and cutting off a piece and saying... Voila, I have a new piece. This is a new thing. It's not a new thing. It was food before, it's food now. Okay, maybe it's a little bit different shape. Who cares? So it should not be muktzah. That should be a problem on Yom Tif. Why would Basil say it's a problem? And if you're talking about a, a, a hand that's strictly a, a, for egg laying and not meant for eating, so then the hand itself is not a food. Comes from it, something that is a food, so then that's really muksa. Why would Beis Shammai say that it's okay? So we're like sort of stuck in between. How do you have a scenario? Which case is it that has two opinions, that there's room for two opinions? So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Maybe it is talking about a, a uh, egg-laying hen that's only kept for eggs and not meant for eating. And Beis doesn't hold the muksa. So the reason why we are bothered by this is because we are under the impression that maybe you can hold a muksa, maybe you can you don't hold a muksa. But nolad, that's a whole different story. That's a, a brand new thing. That even if you say muksa is not a problem because 
you know, you have a mind for everything, you know, things are not really muktza, you don't assume muktza, but when it comes to an olet that was never in the existing existing this in this world before, that even the even the people who are not uh, worried about muktza would be worried about nolet. And that was what brought us to Rav Nachman's answer that we're talking about an egg-laying hen that's meant for laying eggs specifically. And uh, basically, if you hold the muktza, you hold the nolet. If you don't hold the muktza, you don't hold the nolet. And that was his answer. So the Gemara says, time out over here. Say, so you're telling me that Beishameh holds a group shimin that there's no muktza and no nolet. And Beishel holds a group Yehuda. Problem is, this is Rav Nachman himself who said that Beishameh says that you could take off that well, you said that on the Mishnah, which mentioned Beishami's opinion as being not worried about mukta, and Beishel's opinion being worried about mukta regarding taking bones and pe- peels off the table directly. Beishami says, and it, a ta- a fir- first version is that Beishami says, yes, you can. Beishel says, no, you cannot. And Rav Nachman says, no, 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 that cannot be right. Switch the names. Beisham is the one who doesn't allow you to take it because he holds a muktzah. Beisilel, he is the easygoing one saying that it is allowed. Now, now we're just basically contradicting ourselves. That's the problem. So the Gemara says that Rav Nachman was um, makes a distinction between Shabbos and Yom Tif. When it comes to Shabbos, which the Stam Mishnah in Shabbos assumes that we don't worry about muktzah like Rib Shimin, because it says that you could cut up gourds for the animal, and you could cut up a nevela where an animal died on on Shabbos, and you could cut it up in front of, you know, for the dogs, so the dogs could eat it, even though that clearly wasn't dog food before, because it died on Shabbos. It's not a problem to cut it up. That's if that's a Stam Mishnah. We want Beis Hill to go like the Stam Mishnah. So, he said that Beis Hill holds a group Shimon when it comes to Shabbos. As opposed to Yom Tev, which... The Stam Mishnah in Yom Tif is saying that Moksa is a big issue. Um, as we saw that when it comes to Yom Tif, that you're not allowed to chop wood from beams. Um, or even if the beam broke on Yom Tif, you're not allowed to cut it up into small pieces to use it for your firewood, even um, on, on Yom Tif. Um, so then he rather said that Basil holds like Rabbi Yud over there, who's Machmir, who holds of, 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 uh, of, the, of uh, Moksa. So the Gemara is like, okay, this is very interesting. So, uh, but uh, there is a unified, there is an individual who is the one who sets the Stam Mishnayis. That was Rabbi Yudha Nasi. So what does he hold? Like, it's, why would he make a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Shimon in Shabbos and a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda in Yom Tif? It's kind of, in, I mean, either you hold the Muxa or you don't hold the Muxa. So that's what the Gemara says. A very interesting idea that actually... That's how it is. Because by Shabbos, which is naturally stringent, um, there's people realize that it's very serious. So people are anyway not lenient when it comes to Shabbos. So therefore you don't need to go overboard by making an Isra of Mokta. As opposed to Yom Tif, which people naturally treat lighter because it's not as serious. So therefore, you, you have to be more Machmir when it comes to Mokta. And that was the bottom line about that. So, and that was all part of Rav Nachman's answer, basically that we're talking about this case of the chicken that's meant for egg laying, and we're discussing the, uh, the egg, whether it's allowed or not. Yes? Uh, we reached a conclusion so far that 
we might remove the, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about eating it, but can we remove it out of the, because from the, of the chicken coop? Coop? How, how I don't really understand what you're asking. Have we reached so far What's the purpose? during our study that is it allowed to remove it from the... To from remove the what? The, the egg. egg. Take, the egg. Can you pick up the egg. Can, what is the case? A chumster? What do you want to know? I want to Can I eat the egg? No, 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 Oh, if you can't eat it, then if you can't eat it, then you can't move it. Same thing. It's not It's not No, what do you do with it if you can't eat it? I want to avoid the other break that the. I want to avoid the other eggs. Very nice, but irreversible loss. Loss. Yes. You just leave it. Absolutely. Just leave it. It's just an egg. No, no, no. When we say, okay, at this juncture, okay, at this stage of of what we're learning, the egg is prohibited to eat, and similarly it's prohibited to move. We're looking at that in the same light. Moving and eating is put together. If you can eat it, if you can move it, you can eat it. If you you can't eat it, you can't move it. That's how we're looking at it. Now we have a poor guy who has nothing else to eat, and the only he has a chicken. Ch- he has a chicken. Shooters that he can have is, is a raw chicken. Is that eggs? And all eating the raw eggs, not a problem. No, 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 even even forget about uh, fire. So that doesn't count for shul. Just come to come to shul. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. If if it's life threatening, then we make a, le- a leniency. Yes, that is correct. Even right. If my kids are like three, three, four years old, deep showers. But but what if it's an emergency? What if you're gonna die with that? Okay. Emergencies? It's a different story. Okay. Okay, bye. All right, bye to bye. Okay, so next thing. Uh, so the Gemara brought down. Uh, so the Gemara says uh, has a problem with Rav Nachman. The main problem is is that why talk about the egg altogether? Stick to the chicken, and it's the same discussion. Is the chicken muktza or is it not muktza? Why discuss the egg in the first place? So he said. Well, we wanted to show you how far Bishami is lenient. He, not only is he allow you to eat the chicken that was set aside for egg laying, but even the egg, which is nolad, which is brand new, he also lets you. That's one, that's the Chiddush. The Gemara says, why not tell us the Chiddush how far Bishami prohibits, and he even prohibits the, not only does he prohibit the egg, but he even prohibits the, the chicken. So he said, even if you're going to tell me, Adif, which is, we always like to say, the more lenient side better, because that shows that the person really is sure of himself. But nevertheless, for the same price, we could have said both. The chicken and the egg can be, according to Beishama, eaten, and according to Beishama, not eaten. Just talk about both. And the, the fact that it didn't is a question. And that's what, that's first step. That's version, that's, that's Rav Nachman. That's the difficulty with Rav Nachman. That brings us to the next answer. The next answer was Rabba's answer. Rabba says that we're not talking about the kind of chicken that's meant for egg laying, that's not meant for eating. We're talking about an eating kind of chicken. And it's laying an egg that's also for eating. The problem is, is that there's an issue of hachana. 
We're talking about the concern when Shabbos leads to Yom Tif and Yom Tif leads to Shabbos. And in that circumstance, on the second day, we have a, we have a, 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 a tradition, a scientific tradition, that an egg that's laid today was completed the previous day. And yet, there's a halacha from the Pasuk that says, teaches us a halacha that a weekday can prepare for a Shabbos or a Yom Tif, but a Shabbos or Yom Tif can't prepare for a Yom Tif or a Shabbos. That's the idea. And that's what we're worried about. So the Gemara says that's beautiful, except that only a problem when, when Yom Tif comes out on a Sunday or, or Yom Tif ends on a Friday, then the, then the Shabbos or the Yom Tif is a problem in this egg. But why would it be an issue when it's a midweek Yom Tif? Like this year, right? A lot of midweek Yom Tov, and what's the problem? What, why would this be an issue? So the Gemara says, that's Xerah. That we, uh, once we, if we would allow you to eat an egg, in that case, you'll come to eat the egg when it, the Yom Tov follows the Shabbos as well. And that's a story. And that is, I believe, where we left off. Uh, oh, we had one more question. We said, wait a second. It, do we make such exera? We showed a proof that if you shecht uh, a, a, a chicken, and right of hen, and you open it up and you find a fully formed egg, mm-hmm. we're allowed to eat that egg. And the shadow is, why am I allowed to eat the egg? It should make exera the same. If you make the exera, you should make the exera there. So Gamar explains that's such a rare occurrence. It's not common, and the rule is, is that Chacham never makes zeris on what's a milsa de lo shricha, something that's an uncommon scenario. That's not where they make their decrees. They need common, common occurrence to make their decrees. That's something that's a, something they're worried about. But something that's an abnormal circumstance, never worried. Yeah, and also, it's a It's not a No, if it's fully formed, it could be that it's powerful. But anyway, that's the story, and we'll stop over here.